Hey everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this is going to be episode 119. As my good friend Anthony Jones joins us for his third episode here on The Collective Podcast. For those of you who don't know or haven't listened to our earlier episodes, Anthony is a concept artist who also runs his own online school system called Robot Pencil. We discuss Anthony's journey of making his first book, Heaven's Hell, which is now available to order through Design Studio Press's website and Amazon if you're interested. We'll have links in the show notes as usual. We also talk about what it is to be a powerful human being and being proactive along with exposing some of the fun things we've been up to while building our own school system called Learn Squared. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an awesome service that allows you to create a very unique web presence. It eliminates the time and resources it used to take to create a custom website. Um, It's incredibly easy to use and allows you to create something very beautiful in a matter of minutes. So start building your website today at squarespace.com. If you want, enter the the offer code TCP at checkout and get 10% off. Also, Andrew and I are both very proud to announce Learn Squared. It's a new form of art education we've co-founded with today's guest, Anthony Jones, as well as past guest, Michie Cucciata. We'll be sharing more info in the coming weeks. And if you'd like to stay up to date, please sign up for the newsletter at LearnSquared.com. So here we go, everybody. Episode 119. Let's roll. Welcome back. I'm really stoked. There's, there's, um, there's, there's quite a few people that I know. Um, there, there's about a handful that I know are, that are as prolific and, and, um, as pushing as you are, as far as, you know, your goals and desires. And, you know, I want to create a book. I want to create a school system. I want to create this. I want to create speaking events. I want to bring these people together. I mean, it takes a lot of work and effort. Um, oftentimes I always think to myself, what are these ingredients that make up somebody like yourself? And I really want to dive a little bit into that, but let's, let's first probably talk about what's making you most excited right now. All right. Cool. Cool. So, um, like the last time we talked, I think we were talking about the, the book and all stuff. The first time we talked about the book, second time we talked about like the troubles of the book, right? I think like talking about like just Kickstarters and stuff in general, how hard they are. And then now I can talk about like the book being finished, like the book. Uh, I think the time this is released will be done, will be available to be shipped out to people and all that good stuff. And um, like if you haven't gotten already, it might be you know uh, it's on its way, right? Yeah. By the time awesome. you listen to this podcast when it was released, and that's really cool because like that we were waiting. Like uh, I know you were like you know you wanted to have me on a little earlier and all stuff, but I was like you know if I'm going to be on there, I kind of want it to be like the third chapter. To like at least the book, you know, <laughs> yeah, so I don't have to keep it on. Hey, I'm, yeah, I'm still working on it, guys. And it's like, what the, you know? <clears throat> and uh, I think that was very important for me. And that's that's pretty that's pretty exciting because it was a project I started about almost two years ago. Uh, a little more, like 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 the money, almost like two and 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 a few months ago. And it's pretty cool that I finally got it done because I was like, you know I was going through a lot of like things at that time. I was actually blowing up as a you know, professional. I started getting real jobs and opportunities in that time. I actually started working for a studio uh, that you might know called Blizzard. And it was pretty much taking a lot of my time, which was good, but bad because I had like this book to get done. No, this is not doing it. Um, but now like with Blizzard, like had, uh, I had a huge epiphany. I discovered like, you know, that I could start teaching people 
you know, and I, I needed to do that. I needed to do something else. I needed something that I can use to begin my career in, in that way because I discovered, you know, I really, out of all the things I like to do is actually help the community out. Like the Kickstarter was a great opportunity for me to see what kind of community existed. Yeah, it's a great community too. Yeah, and then and then the support of the book, even when I was like falling behind, um, showed me how like patient and how committed the community was, and all that kind of stuff just kind of warmed my heart. And then uh, we just came back from Brazil, which um, was I'm like Lucas was the Lucas Perlin is the guy who uh, helped us run it. He's used to be my old students, and he gave me a really good talk before he went back to Brazil, like about two, almost two years ago. It's like right when I had the book and everything. Um, and he said, you know, I came here because you're not just a you know, good artist, but you actually like, I learned a lot from your talks and like half the reason I came is because of your talks and your, the, your teachings and all that stuff. And he says, I really appreciate you. And he said, you should do more. You should do more of these things. You should do more of this stuff and let people in the world know that you're capable of doing this. <clears throat> and he was one of the first people to tell me that that always resonated with me. And so awesome. when I, it's so cool yeah. when people unre- unleash that for you, you know? Yeah. It was pretty emotional type of type of thing. And oh, it was yeah. cool though. That's awesome. It was cool because then after that talk, like, um, you know, I, I, I took it seriously. I was like, you know, maybe he's right. And so I went and, and tried to do like a tutorial and, and that's when I first started doing the gum roads and that, that blew up. Like people like lost their minds because not only was it like an affordable way to get some education, um, you know, I started getting my friends because I have a lot of friends in the industry to do it. Yeah. So <clears throat> during all this time, it that allowed me. That was a me, big deal. I mean, I remember yeah. seeing that as like Gumroad's was just like blowing up, destroying. Uh, yeah. It was like populating the internet space. Yeah. Yeah. And community. yeah. And it was cool because it was like, it was kind of like my file, my, my real like thing to give back to the community. And that was very, very powerful and moving to me. And, um, and with that allowed me more time and that extra time allowed me to really get the book done, you know, like really just focus on it and try to get it done and finished, um, you know, and move on to the next big venture, whatever that may be. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I just want to like take a moment, you know, right now and just say thank you to anyone who's listening to this now and has supported me since the beginning and supported me to like even today, um, you know, because, this is just the beginning. Like, you know, you and I were working on a big project and we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Um, but this is, this is a big deal because um, this is just the beginning of something that I think uh, you and I and a few others really want to do for the community and create like a platform that's much better and also start to really build the community in a positive way. Yeah. And, and, and more importantly in a, in a constructive and more focused way too. So the people can actually see and stay consistent with growth and, uh, and also have an opportunity to grow together. That's kind of my biggest, uh, dreams is to really demonstrate this. Uh, and one of my goals right now, like the thing that I've discovered, cause you know, we always have something that we really are trying to latch onto, right. You and I, you know, and, and our close friends, like we're always trying to do so a million things, you know, you, <laughs> me and our, our close friends are like, we're all like pretty busy people. And we're like always reaching for the stars, you know? Yeah. And, <clears throat> and I discovered that like, you know, it's, it's time to kind of, um, for me to like really figure out what it is that I actually care about doing, you know? Yeah. That, Re- recentering that, and refocusing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because art is starting to like, I'm starting to end that chapter in, in terms of like, you know, something that I feel because right now it's like, to me, art is just a platform that I use to, to help people 
to learn you know sure. originally it was like my way to get into the industry and then, then i got into the industry and then i started to you know do all these great projects that i'm still very proud of but then i said you know i i'd, I'd rather work on my own projects so i did heaven tell and then after i did that i said you know what else is there i'm going to teach people and i feel like this is the first time ever where i feel that this is probably going to be the thing that i can keep doing which is teaching and teaching and teaching and inspiring and going around the world and helping people out. Awesome. And, yeah, it's, the most fulfilling, huh? Yeah, it's, it's probably the most fulfilling and more, more importantly, it's the most um, continuous, right? Because I, I feel with art, like even though there's plenty of room to keep growing and you know you have this idea of art where it's like a, a never-ending cycle of growth and uh, exploration, but you know, I, I think there is a point though where you you can kind of get bored of it, right? You can kind of find like the the end of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think that's what happens to us, like you, people like you and I, who we re- reached the end of the earth in terms of our field. Um, not to say that we're completely done, but we're at a point where it's it's easier and it's we're getting jobs and we getting just the accomplishment has been set. Yeah, yeah. yeah we ne- we just get natural practice from it. You know, we just constantly are just getting practice because we're getting work in it. And that's like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Yeah. Like we just keep getting better at it, not because we're passionate and like engaged um, on our own will, but because we actually get paid and we can do it for a living. And that extra time is very valuable. And now it's gotten to the point where I'm like, what is it like? Because because of that, right? I was like, what else can I do? And that's what I decided to, to really focus on teaching. And, and I discovered what I really, like someone asked me a great question at one of my events. He says like, what, who do you, what kind of person do you consider yourself? Hmm. Like, what do you consider yourself to be? And I said, um, you know, that's a really good question. I never really thought about that because I wouldn't think I'm an artist. You know, that's what I do. Yeah. But who am I? Right. I, I thought that was a great question. And I had to really th- sit down and think about it. And I, I discovered, I was like, you know, if I had to put down, my money on anything i think is i like to be a learner i like really like to learn and it's not just like art like i like to learn things like right now i'm getting into 3d yeah right um i'm getting into like right now i'm like as we're talking and practicing concept or uh comic book sketching right because i want to make my own comic book after we came back from brazil like dan you know dan man like he's super inspiring yeah we're talking about daniel levisi yeah, yeah daniel LMS, yeah yeah he's talking about it and I, every time he does i'm like god damn it like, that's so cool <laughs> i get so excited yeah and uh, i was like you know i, I want to do a comic book comic book be fun i'm already good at art right i put a lot of time in practice i'm not good comic book artist yeah but but I, at least i could draw well right you're so halfway I, there yeah, I'm halfway there. So now I just need to learn the story writing and all that other stuff. Pacing and, and framing. Yeah, and, and I'm taking my time. I'm just taking my time. You know, I'm, I'm in no rush. Good. You know? Yeah. And then uh, another thing that I uh, have been doing is I'm trying to learn Spanish so I can talk to my babies. <laughs> it's cool, Dan. Like, I've been talking, I've been doing this app called Duolingo. I'm not sponsored by them or anything. So don't be like, oh, what? I spell it. I, I saw uh, your post about it. Duolingo, like D U O L I N G O. Duolingo, it's really cool. cool. It basically gamifies language. Oh, that's um, good. So I've been learning it, and it's cool to see my my babies like like hanging out with me, and they're just like you know listening to me say these Spanish words, and then they start to say it, and I'm <laughs> like, this is this is important. This is very important. I'm gonna keep doing this, and I'm gonna do it in front of my babies. They're bilingual know? and stuff. Yeah, totally. And so I and also also I can speak to them in Spanish. Right? Yeah, yeah, and. And then I'm like learning how to juggle for demonstration purposes, but I'm doing everything by like, like for instance, I'm only spending 15 minutes learning a new language um, through the app. It like kind of like gauges, like a minimum you have to put in 15 minutes. I spend about 10, 15 minutes juggling. 
I spent like 10 to 15 minutes um, like messing with 3D. You know, I was instead of spending countless hours on each one of these things, yeah, I'm spending focused time and just like knowing that, hey, you know, in five or six years, I'll be relatively good at maybe all these things. Sure. And I can wait. So you think it's consistency though, right? You're like keeping yes. with it. So every day you're having a routine. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mache, he started taking this, uh, he took, he was telling me he, he wanted to like really like adopt this art habit stuff. Yeah. And he's been doing it really mm-hmm. cool stuff. And he, it's crazy because he was inspired by what I was doing with it. Right. With just like, just taking a moment and learning something new. Right. Sure. Yeah. And spending only like 20 minutes or a half an hour every time a day and just to do it. And, uh, he, he, he told me he's like I want to adopt this and he did and then now like he was inspired by it and then now he's like inspiring me to get back into something that I started it's great it kind of yeah. reminds me of like have you ever played Tomb Raider yeah like, like on the PlayStation a long yeah, time ago it, it kind of reminds me of like the meta that happened with Tomb Raider and um, uh, Uncharted for instance like Tomb Raider came out first and then Uncharted came out which was basically a male version of um, of Tomb Raider <laughs> and then now Tomb Raider's coming out inspired by uncharted so there's a kind of weird meta going there and sure. I feel like the same thing just happened with between us two sure and it's all kind of the same kind of thing too like how you're saying when you watch dan levisi draw or create yes. or have his energy and his ideas because dan danny's a very passionate very energetic person about what it is that he does and that's very infectious you know yeah. i think it helps a lot it helps a lot for people that aren't necessarily in that mindset and that have the doubt but then you see somebody so excited it just kind of engages you makes you want to learn yeah. we talk about like teaching right and talk about like Bob Ross, for example, you know, like he, he's doing these paintings. They look pretty rad. He's just painting trees and, and landscapes and stuff, but he's so energetic and happy about it that you can't be, you can't sit there and, and, and be upset when you watch him paint because you're just like, oh, this guy's really enjoying himself. He's having a fun time, you know, like it's, in, it's infectious, you know, makes you think I could paint this, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and for me, I think it's important to like, you know, like to, to constantly be exploring new ideas and things because, you know, uh, as creatures, as humans, we're like getting to the point where we have more time on our hands. Right. And because like, yeah. And it's, 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 I mean, here's the truth, man. Like there was a time where people would live only to be 30. Like I would already been dead by now. Right. Yeah. And so like becoming an artist was a big deal. Like that was your life. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was your lifetime. But now like, you know, I feel like I've lived that lifetime. I spent, you know, almost a decade becoming a good artist and it's time to try something else. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and because, because of we're living in a time where there's a lot of resources too, you know? And, that including us living longer like all this stuff is adding up you know what i mean and because all this stuff is adding up and all this great stuff um with like youtube education online um you know tutorials um that are like really affordable and a lot of them are free you know and there's a lot of people now that are learning all these different disciplines so they have their own takes so there's a lot of evolution and cross you know breeding between you know lots of different artists and that's happening and people are able to hang out with each other and talk with each other from around the world. Like we're like in a conversation on our computers right now, you know, while I'm doing some work, like I'm kind of like painting and drawing. I usually do like, you know, whenever I'm talking in sure. interview, yeah. like trying to manage my time and, yeah. and I can do that. Right. 
like I can ha- I can be hands free with this kind of stuff, and it's it's kind of cool. It's really cool, actually. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> so there's there's some interesting thing that come up when you're talking about this because you're talking about the art of multitasking. I'm actually reading a book called The One Thing that's pretty interesting. It says that there is no such thing as multitasking, and that oh, there isn't. Yeah, that it's all an illusion. But um, it's it's a bummer for me because when I hear that because it is true. Yeah. I want to believe that there is because I end up doing it a lot. Um, but the problem is there's, you're not focusing on one thing. Let's say like, um, you're having a conversation, but you're drawing, um, your mind is constantly, it's just more or less how fast you can switch. Well, you know, well, like, here, here, here's, here's how you can multitask. If you, if you want to believe that multitask exists, this is how it exists. It exists when something becomes second nature. Like yeah. you don't have to think like you can walk and talk, right? You don't switch, have to think yeah, about exactly. yeah. You don't have to think about when you're walking and stuff like that. And then when you like, for instance, if you're a professional runner, like if you're a long distance runner, um, you can run and talk to people. You know, yeah. Uh, but like for someone like me, I, I can't run and talk. I'm like focused on the running. You know, yeah. And um, a lot of people think that they're really good at you know, like a lot of people get comfortable driving and t- uh, talking on their phone, which is you know pretty dangerous. But you know, a lot of people feel comfortable because especially if you've driven a route that you've driven like every day for the last seven years or something like then talking on the phone or whatever um, is actually much safer, even though it's probably still not recommended, but much safer because you are like almost autopilot when you're driving. Right. Yeah. It's and, really kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, why people and, get upset because they're not being so, engaged enough. Yeah, so here's a good example of like the same scenario where they were really showing like why you shouldn't. So this is why people get in accidents. So like when they drive in a different city or a different town, and then they bring the talking with them because you know, I do it all the time, right? Yeah. Um, then that's when you get in an accident because there's so many new elements. You you're not prepared for so many new. You have to kind of focus on your driving so you don't get in a car accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and for me, it's like. Um, like that's probably one of the best ways to think about it when you're trying to do two things at the same time and you're not relatively good at either one of them multitasking will become nearly impossible so you i feel like if you want to really be a good multitasker then you you need to kind of become really good at one thing or another um and then when you're doing the other thing for instance like if i'm drawing um which I have always practiced drawing and talking. As long as I'm not talking about my drawing, you know, um, I can actually do it pretty well, hmm. you know? Interesting. That's because, just a pro- process. It's like a drummer, it, I guess, a drummer. Because drumming, drumming similar. You know, you got to hit yeah. the kick and the drum and the snare and the hi-hat all at different times. And then they can sing, right? They can sing and yeah. play the drums. And, you know, they can do all that at the same time for sure. That's definitely not Practice. a problem. Yeah. But you have to become a really good drummer first. And then you have to become a really good singer first. Yeah. And then you have to memorize the songs that you're singing. You have to memorize the drums. So it does. So are we proposing that we're dispelling the the myth that there is such thing as multitasking? Because there are people that do that. There are there are singers that play the drums. And for a prime example, you know. Yeah, multitasking can become. I think can be done if you are doing it through your subconscious. Yeah. As soon as you're conscious about whatever it is you're doing. Then you, I think, yeah, you can really can't multitask. Like I can run, throw a ball, and jump all at the same time, without putting one thought into doing any one of those things. Hmm. The only real thought might be where the ball's going, 
but I'm not thinking, where is my arm? Am I, is my arm in the right position? Is my legs in the right position? Am I running at the right velocity? No, a lot of that will be at that point subconscious. What it really is going through my mind is, will the guy that across the field catch the ball that I'm throwing to him? Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But you can't get to that point until you've run like long, lots of times. If you run... Uh, and then you've thrown the ball lots of times. Yeah. Um, you've thrown the ball at the receiver lots of times. You've thrown the ball at the receiver while he's running. You throw the ball while you're running and he's running. You do all that lots and lots of times so that when you go play the game of football, let's say, um, you don't think about those simple mechanical things um, anymore. It's just the game. You're playing the game. Yeah. You know? And so for me, I, like if I was, for instance, trying to do – a, a full on like car design right now while I was talking to you, I would not be able to do it because I don't draw lots of cars, right? I would actually be struggling with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and this is a good, great example. Multitasking doesn't work, but if I wanted to be better at drawing cars, then I have to stay focused yeah. and keep doing that. And then eventually I can become excellent at it. And so, so you can do multiple things at the same time, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Because at, the, at one point, you're really, like, I guess what happens is that you really aren't multitasking at that point, right? You're really just focused on one thing, but you're doing another, you know? And the other thing you're doing you, is second nature, right? Yeah, yeah. You, but you can't, I think, yeah, you can't do two things that you're not good at at the same time. Like yeah, they, they that's did a good a great, point, yeah. That's a good they point. did a great example of this with, like, a guy who said he was a great multitasker. He's like, oh, I'm a businessman and all this stuff. <laughs> so they put him, they put him in this, a... Yeah. Yeah, they put him on a road that he'd never been on. He had to drive through the cones, and he had to like answer math problems as well as like remember names. Yeah, and it was a great example. It was a great. Yeah. He was terrible, but he was but he was terrible. Like everybody else is terrible. Nobody else. Like there's there's very few exceptions to this, and but most times like the way he failed was expect expected. You know, yeah, it wasn't a shock, and uh, but he was shocked at how much he thought he wasn't that he was going to succeed. Like he's like, Oh, I'm so good at multitasking. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's all an illusion, right? If you don't take a moment to think about, okay, why would this be true? But it's like idea. you said, it's in the subjective mind. So by, by acknowledging that, then it has to be kind of like this experience that you do through your subconscious. So it's almost a flow effort, right? Yeah. For instance, like you do um, jujitsu, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't think about like how to hold somebody's hand or how to grab no, somebody's just natural. arm. Yeah. Yeah. Repetition. So, so like, I'm just talking about like just the, the actual essence of just grabbing someone's arm. Like I can grab someone's arm too, you know, but, but the point I'm trying to make is that alone takes time. Like I watch my, my babies grow up, like they have a hard time grabbing stuff and like holding on to it. Like my daughter has a hard time catching stuff. Hmm. It's because she has very little practice. She has like uh, less than four years of practice or not even four years because of the first year or so she was just really like learning how to just become a human being. Sure. Right. Um, but in the last two years though, you know, she's been learning how to catch and run and do all these like, you know, mechanical stuff. Like, like she can go up the stairs by herself, but she has to hold the bars. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like see, the, the act of grabbing, my son is starting to finally learn. So he's using that as a tool. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to get is like, when you go to jujitsu, they're not teaching you like, okay, so this is what grabbing looks like. Like actually picking up, like here's a piece of paper pick it up with two fingers first what you do is you place one finger <laughs> sure. you don't think about that like you sure. just grab stuff so then you we get you, prerequisite you, there yeah exactly there, you know yeah yeah so like they don't teach you how to stand like okay what well, standing this is how it works you put, <laughs> you put one foot and another foot on the gun flat-footed and then you balance from your center of your grab like they don't talk about that stuff like you just 
do it. You just you're already standing. So, all right, now this is how you kneel. This is how like they don't teach you all those basic stuff because we've been doing those for our, all of our lives. Yeah. So they get to the the next thing, the fundamental. Okay, well, this is how you grab in jujitsu. Like this is how you should hold someone's arms in jujitsu. This is how you can hold someone from getting away from you. This is how you put someone in submission, and and then they said this is how you do it. But there's all kinds of ways that they can get out of it. So this yeah. is how you get them back in it, or this is how you you can start. And then you start getting into the nuances. And so then when you go to to battles, but it's like Sparta with somebody uh, that has a like the same experience, then it becomes less about like, let's say like uh, I'm stronger or I'm a better jujitsu person. It's like, I have better strategy than you, or I know your strategy, or I've seen the strategy before because I've I've wrestled or jujitsu people for, for dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And I I recognize this pattern. I recognize how your arm is going over here, your legs there. This is a great opportunity to put you in an arm bar. Right. Like if if you don't move quickly, like sure. I spot it, it's instant. I grab you. It's like yeah, all patterns. And in your brain, you're not thinking about like okay, well, let me make sure his arms over there. And there's the, <laughs> like you just see it, and your brain's like, oh, I know this. We've done this hundreds of times. Go, we yeah. got him. Yeah. You know. And then and so this is why I think like multitasking is is a myth because it's a, or a more more importantly an illusion because people forget that we are good at a lot of things like out of the gate. Yeah. Or, and that when they try to do multiple things and they seems like, hey, I can do this and that and I'm doing that all at the same time. Like I'm like killing it. I'm killing this multitasking stuff. And so but the real reality is like, for instance, like I am drawing something that, um, you know, I can draw a lot. Like even if I wasn't like focused, you know. Sure. Because you've been and, doing it so many times. Right? And it's subconscious at this point. Yes, exactly. Sure. And and it's uh, but the, the difference, I think, I think for me, for a lot of other people, is that I'm actually pretty aware of my subconscious thinking, uh, especially in the things that I've gotten good at. Because, like, for instance, when I was really good at guitar when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I, had no, I had no idea why I was good. I just played a lot of guitar, and I just got good, right? It's only when I got good at art where I realized all this stuff that I'm talking about with you now, you know? Sure. I realized, become aware of the, the ingredients as, as yeah, to why. Yeah, I started paying attention to why I'm like such potentially a good speaker or why I'm so charismatic. I started paying attention to all the things like that went through my life. It's like, you know, I was in drama when I was a kid. Now, that could have been a thing. I was in a band. When I was in a band, I used to be in front of like, you know. You play like uh, live shows hundreds, and stuff. Yeah, I used yeah. to be in front of hundreds of people. Yeah. Uh, I used to go lots of parties. I used to, well, I used to move a lot when I was a kid. I had to make new friends every two years at one point in my life. Mm. You know, and I, I started paying attention. I was like, you know, this is like, this makes sense to me. This is probably why I'm like yeah. the way I am today. The ingredients, I like, yeah. I was like, why am I so patient? Oh, I got that from my dad. I've never seen him lose his mind ever. And then, I, <laughs> and then was, at the same time, why do I get so angry? I rarely get angry, but when I do, I explode. And why, how, how, how <laughs> I can't I, imagine you angry. Exactly, because I'm so patient, as I'm saying. Only the people <laughs> that are super close to me, like my, my immediate family, right? Um, <laughs> the ones that like, shouldn't see it the most. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. do. <laughs> Well, the ones because of, you know, comfort, right? Because they, yeah, so they, like, they'll understand so you. At least the, you hope they do. The people, the people that in area that are like super close to you know all your weaknesses, and because they know your weaknesses, they have like, good arguments against you. And those good arguments take you to a primitive mind. Yeah. So anyway, so 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 <laughs> why, like I was like, why? Why did I? And I was like, oh my, because my mom used to just be crazy and scream like that. I these are the examples of what I had, and so and because I'm able to sub, like consciously look at my subconscious and see why. I was able to like how I was able to do all this stuff and look at my old relationships and look at my old um, friends, new friends and say like, okay, what, 
what are the patterns, you know? And because of that, I think there's a huge advantage I've had um, in my career because it allowed me to kind of analyze and restructure my thinking and ability. Uh, for instance, when we were doing the whole Kickstarter stuff and it was fall, like dropping the ball on that stuff, right? And I had, a, I had an opportunity to really be a dickhead and I chose not to because I, I just recognized, it was like, you know, this is, this is something that I think there's no reason to be, you know, and this is where you prove to yourself who you really are. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. no matter how hard it is to admit. And I know people have a hard time admitting when they really like done something wrong. Yeah. And they, you don't, know? they don't want to, they don't want to live with that. Yeah. And I'm conscious of this. Shitting this in a, their sleeping bag of life. Yeah. This is a, this is a primitive thinking because as humans, we've evolved and, uh, and very slowly over time. Right. And our technology has evolved quickly. And so because our like our biology is still very, you know, primitive compared to our technology. Yeah. And so now we're exposed to all this new technology like Twitter and Facebook and we're like connected with everyone in every second. And we still have that kind of primitive insecurities and like stupid like stuff that we hold on to and like like really, you know, bad genetic psychology that we still have. That was good, you know, like for instance, short-term memory, like I was watching this great talk with like, you know, um, these like amazing people like around the world. And one of the p- persons was talking about like how we, we still have that primitive mind. And because of it, we do stupid stuff. Like for instance, like there's global warming and all those terrible things that are happening. And because we're short, like, you know, we are uh, short memory creatures. Like for instance, like I see a tiger, there's a tiger that run away. You know, I remember that there's a tiger there, but it's only important for me for the next, you know, like few months potentially. And after that, I, or like a few months, few days potentially. But after that, I've assumed the tiger's gone, right? Yeah. And it's not important anymore. I can just let it go. Um, and that's kind of how we are. We don't, we're not like kind of equipped for long term like insight saying like, well, how do we eliminate all the tigers ever so that we don't have to deal with this ever anymore? Right. We're really bad at that. It's only when like it's so immediate, like until like people start to literally die from like this terrible uh, climate change. Right. Yeah. Is when I think he, like it's, it's unfortunate, but it's like when humanity acts as a whole rather than 9-11's example. Yeah. Yeah. 9-11. That's when like, New York is a, kind of a, well, even New York as a city. I remember hearing that it was kind of a brutal place. People didn't talk they weren't they were kind of jerks to one another. Uh, as to be expected, there is, I don't know if you've been to New York, it's very chaotic. It's just, it's just very cluttered. Yeah. Got it, it. It's just filled with noise and, and just madness. And, and so prior to nine 11, I remember hearing people that live there and, and were aware of this, like people were much more, you know, to themselves and, and kind of assholes. And then yeah. post nine 11, uh, a complete mental shift in the entire community of New York as a city, as a whole, um, everybody became more friendly, aware that how fragile everybody is and how fragile the whole system is. And, um, the togetherness and that's, you know, talk about conspiracy theory, not to jump on the weird thing, but a lot of times <laughs> people will say that people, um, you know, somebody's, uh, will activate these kind of triggers and the, the, the culture and society of a country, you know, uh, yeah. togetherness, you know, like, you know, Oh, they, sh- they shot our ship. Let's attack yeah. them, you know? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, but, um, you know, often random tangent, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, nine 11 was a prime example of exactly that in a case study, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And so, so getting back to kind of, uh, I guess my point is that, you know, you know, 
like think of multitasking and all this stuff and like the thing like being really analytical and taking a moment to think about what why I think the way I think why did I make that decision like you know almost every time I made a really bad decision I think about it like right after yeah and I kind of analyze every aspect of it and ask myself like what could I have done differently to prevent myself from you know doing that and I think most people don't do that because it's 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 hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's hard to admit defeat. And yeah. I think uh, as a society, we're getting better and better. Yeah, about, I agree. About like apologizing and being like, you know, uh, a little bit more earnest, you yeah. know, especially as you get faults. old. Yeah, especially as you get older. I think younger generation, they're still not, they don't get it yet. <laughs> but this is how it is every that's generation. That's maturity though, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how it is every generation. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, I look forward to it, like, you know, the future because things are getting clearly better. I can see it, you know? Yeah, same here. And, and so for me, like, uh, if, if anyone's listening who wants to, like, you know, really have that opportunity to, to grow and really find that that growth, I think it's really important to to really take a moment and think about, like, what you believe to be true versus what really is true. Mm. For instance, like what you're saying with the whole multitasking, you know, I believe a panel of scientists who've actually spent the time in studying and really researched and demonstrated uh, what they their findings and their papers and stuff like that. Sure. Then, then me saying, oh, yeah, I'm a multitasker, you know? Because, <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. It, it, and so when you see that study, right, and you see that, like, and they're showing you really, like, impeccable evidence like you know like for you like you're like oh that kind of sucks i wish i that wasn't entirely true right yeah exactly you want to live in that that dream but it's the reality is uh, it's, it's better to live reality. in yeah because then you can adjust right yes, like i did because yeah. like yeah. like i said okay well if that's true then what have i been doing this whole time what did i think i was doing? you know <laughs> yeah. and so then that was that's where i had this epiphany of like oh because, well then must be the subconscious that's really running the show and I have a bunch of subconscious things that I'm doing that I'm really good at already because of you know tremendous amounts of practice. That's why it seems like I'm multitasking, you know. Yeah. So if that's true, then you can say, okay, well then if I truly want to be a great multitasker, then I have to be good at all the things that I'm multitasking, and not just great, but like like amazing at where the sub all subconscious, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like for instance, I'm. Like even me, I'm t- I'm a really good speaker. I'm like, like I almost feel like whenever I go to talks and stuff, I just turn on a button and I just start going. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're really good. I was I was kind of engaged and kind of thrown back by when we're at Create Creative Juice. I'm like, damn, yeah. he's one charismatic motherfucker. Shit, man. Yeah, and Getting down and I'm, this. And I'm like gathering reference as we speak. I'm good at doing both of those things. You know, <laughs> I'm not doing awesome. anything. I'm not doing anything 3D. I'm not like trying to program something. Sure, a little bit more intense, or that's something that you're not so yeah, good at. Yeah, I, I'd be doing a terrible job. Like, but gathering <laughs> reference, looking at this image, and saying to myself, "Oh, this is good reference for later. I'm gonna grab it, snag it." You know? Are you using uh, Pinterest or something? Yeah, or I just, love Pinterest. Pinterest is amazing. Yeah, we should talk about that a little bit too. But so as we're talking and having these conversations about very deep intellectual concepts of theories of uh, multitasking stuff, you're all, at the same time, you're also using your mind and body to capture images and things that, that you enjoy and find creatively stimulating. Right? Yeah. Okay, interesting. But that's yeah. cool though. I think that's definitely... Um, a testament to who you are as a person though, like kind of the way that you approach things and um, how you kind of navigate your life. Um, have you always been like this? No, nah, man. 
Like, so when did this kind of like engage? Cause you, you know, like there's some similarities between us that I find to be interesting. We both moved around a lot. Um, yeah. I was in bands too. I've played in front of lots of people too. So I know that feeling. Um, and we both have kind of like a platform for people to somewhat, you have a school system. I have a podcast or different, yeah. but they're similar. Um, there's some similarities between these things. And I noticed my different, the difference between, let's say somebody like ourselves who maybe, Traveled a lot more, had to make more friends, be more um, multifaceted as far as like entertaining with people and being silly or whatever it might be to engage people as far as friendship. But there, there's also people that never had that and, and trying to activate that switch within them, you know, if, if, if that's the goal in order to have them be better people or, you know, who's to say, I guess that gets more subjective. But yeah. um, I mean, that's interesting because you're kind of trying to activate these things, you know, within other people, you know, as far as like you as, sure. a, as an educator, you know, so... So I think like my, one of my main goals overall as a, as a artist or as a person really is to acknowledge that, you know, a lot of what we live in, like basically reveal a lot of truth. Uh, I think, uh, over the years, okay, here, let me, let me, let me start over. Let me try to say this in a different way to, to kind of get to a point. So, so we can make our time well, right? Um, so one of the things I, I would like to say, so like I said, I'm, I'm all about change, right? And all about truth. That's kind of where I got started with this conversation. Change uh, and truth. But, well, why? Why did I? Why do I care about this? Like you said, I, I just told you, I wasn't always like this. Uh, originally, I was just a kid, wanted to play in band, and then, you know, tried all this stuff out. And when I when I was in high school, I wasn't very interested. I'm sure this is very, very much like you, man. I wasn't very interested in college and higher education. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was not interested in it at all, right? And there's a lot of people like us, you know. And in fact, a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast are probably the same people. Yeah. And we all went to school together. We went to high school, and here's the thing: like in, in elementary school, I had straight A's. I did like excellent. Um, middle school, I kicked butt in middle school too. Hmm. In high school, as like it came, as I became a, an adult, like a teenager, uh, like out of adolescence, like I started discovering, um, and this is again a reflection. Right, because like that, I didn't. I wasn't thinking all this. It's like it's easier to think back now. And uh, I remember like being really good in the first year, but the second year I wasn't so good. And the third and fourth year I was pretty bad. I barely passed high school. Right. I know Dan had a whole lot of hard times getting out of high school as well. Right. Yep. Um, and I, I watched my uh, teenage son. He's eighteen now. Go through all this stuff too. I'm watch, I watched him do it too and i'm thinking like, he's doing he's doing music and he's doing all this stuff you know like he's really like he wants to help people but then he also wants to do music and i was like i want to do that too right like I, I originally wanted to be a pediatrician and then he wanted to be a pediatrician or hmm. not a pediatrician a, a nurse hmm. and so i'm thinking like well like what's going on like there's definitely i think there's a lot of people that are listening now and probably you included that wanted to do something but you didn't know what it was, right? And I've, I'm starting to discover that that's the problem with our educational system today. Yeah, and uh, it needs to change. Disconnect. Yeah, it needs to change, and that's Has a lot to. of like that's like a lot of what you and I are trying to do. You know, some of our friends. Yes. And 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 I discovered this uh, recently, like in the last few months, and I discovered what has happened is that. Because no one treats the creative arts as seriously as they treat math, science, medicine, engineering, you know, all these other things. 
um, you know, when you go to college, you think I'm going to get this piece of paper, I'm going to get a great career. But the reality, you know, because like I probably even talked about this first time, but you can probably tell I'm even put more reflection to this because as time has gone on. Sure. And I've discovered, you know, well, college was invented for doctors and engineers and scholars and whatever to, you know, because think about it. Like if you're going to do surgery on me, you better know your anatomy. Yeah. You know, you better like course. actually know it at like a medical and academic level. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not doing shit to me. Right. <laughs> sure. If you're an engineer, like you're going to build a car. Uh, someone like you're going to have millions of people drive this vehicle, you know, spend loss of their savings and their money, hard earned money. And then they get in the car and it doesn't work or worse. It gets them killed because of a defect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can't fuck that up either. So you better know your anatomy in terms of engineering and mechanical uh, functionality. Right. And so you have all these people like architecture, the same thing. You can't build like giant buildings that people are going to live in, reside in with, knowing that it could collapse just because it looks nice doesn't yeah. mean you can build it. Um, you know, there's regulations and stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah. And so, so there's none, none of this, like in science, you definitely need like astrophysicists and like, like your best friend, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I like, love that guy. What's up, Neil? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a, it's sorry, everybody. It's an inside joke. Uh, <laughs> Anthony loves Neil deGrasse Tyson, same as I do, and I just did the job with him, and and I keep rubbing in his face that I've met him. So he's one of my favorite people. He's he's so the, awesome. He inspires me to do the things that I do exactly so anyway. as you should. And just to be clear, he as he is just as cool, if not cooler, in person than he is in his personal assume, persona. Like it's pretty I amazing. He would be. I assume he would be. Yeah, but not everybody is. You know, I was really, I was kind of yeah. afraid actually to meet him because I don't like meeting people that I like. <laughs> he's like he's like Ash, bring me. He's a coffee. He's like, give me yeah. that fucking Trisket. Put some fucking <laughs> ham on there, you asshole. Yeah, like, whoa. <laughs> no, he was amazing. He was and just, then he's like, the stars. <laughs> and then he gets right into it. Like, You're a fraud. <laughs> no, he was amazing. He was just such a, a wonderful okay. human being. It was great to hang out okay. and work with him. All right, but, sorry, go on. But, but back to the point. So, so you know, like, you know, you do science and all that stuff. It's very, pretty important to, to have some education. But you know what? Science... You actually don't need a degree um, as much as you might think. You know, mm-hmm. like there, this, this is really interesting. There's like a kid and um, like a, a teenager who built a, a nuclear plant, a power plant, or like a nuclear powered thing in his garage. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like that's the kind of thing you think people can do. And think about like even in like, you know, uh, engineering and stuff like that. Have you ever seen Oct- October Sky? Like, you know, that was a great movie with like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal where they like this bunch of kids. Who yeah, a long rockets. time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. So the, like, you know, that guy is now, he's, it's a true story. That guy is like one of those guys over at uh, NASA giving tours and stuff of like, but he used to do stuff for NASA and everything. It's a real story. And he like, you know, and was in high school and did like amazing stuff. Like, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson is like a big fan of like kids practicing science is like a natural law of things like being creative and asking creative questions so how come um we don't enforce that you know yeah like you know and a lot of creative people inspire scientists to come up with things that they would have never even considered yes of course you know what i mean because the way that their mind works they for haven't instance, filled yeah, in everything yeah exactly for instance Curious. like you know like there's a lot of new scientific discovery that's happening because of interstellar you know sure movies like because, often do that minority yeah. did a lot of that too 
yeah, think about minor, Minority Report. It's like happening already. Like VR experiences, like we're having all this stuff and it's like inspired by this idea. And as you have like these scientific people, um, you know, that are inspired by their arts yes. and vice versa. The arts are being inspired by the science. Einstein really encouraged a lot of that too. He encouraged yes. the, the act of curiosity. So check um, this out. So check this out. So what I'm trying to say is that high schools, like, okay, so like in, in, in middle school and elementary school, drawing and painting was kind of required. But like as, as you start getting into middle school and high school, like the, those types of things become electives. And electives as in you can do whatever and you, don't, you just got to pass, but you don't have to be excellent at it. Yeah, that's what I'm, instantly where it becomes kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, where it's not a real career. Where, yeah. you know, I've mentioned this before where if you look around you, everything is literally designed and been created by some sort of artistic and creative person. Everything you, that you touch that you like, Good or bad. Interact, yeah. yeah, like your uh, monitors that we're looking through right now. Apple the Cinema tab- Display in your face. Yeah, the tablet that I'm drawing on, the keyboard that I type with, the phone that I bought, the, yeah, the television that I have, the car that I drive, the shoes that I wear, the hat that I buy, the, the shirts that I wear, um, you know, the, the roads that we drive on, the buildings that we walk into, like the lamps the, yeah. that light our streets, you know, like it, it's everything. Everything has been touched by somebody who had some sort of creative inkling, whether they know it or not. In fact, I think everybody as kids are creative. Yeah, uh, and we, we talk for about whatever that reason, too. Yeah, yeah, for whatever reason, someone bashed it out of us, and uh, <laughs> it, it sucks, man. And there was a great TED talk about this specific thing, and I was like, "Holy crap!" But here's here's my proposal, though. Going back to what I'm getting at, is that high schools and middle schools should make art education mandatory. And what I mean by that is like you should you would have an art history class. That's great. I think that's good. You art history is history. great. Yeah, you should know history, and you should know art history. That's just all one big thing called history. Yeah, just different categories. History is good and learn from your mistakes, right? Yeah, and others. Yeah, yeah, and then, um, and then you should, but you should have an art class that's just like math. Like you should have art one, art two, art three. Like just like you have algebra one, two, and then you go to or you have pre-algebra, algebra one, algebra two, right? And then you go to calculus, and then you go to geometry, and deeper all that. and deeper. Yeah, you should have it too with art. Sure, you know, you start off with perspective drawing, anatomy drawing. The 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 value here is that if I am if I want to be, uh, uh, let's say, a astrophysicist, or I'm sorry, no, let's say I want to be a doctor, uh, learning my anatomy at, in high school as mandatory will already give me a head start. Mm. But also that same class, like learning how to draw anatomy, because to be good at it, you actually have to, to understand what's going on. Yeah. Is, will also encourage you, hey, you know, I took this life drawing class, which is mandatory. And at the end, you do get tested about how well you know the anatomy of a human body by drawing one without any reference. Yeah. Just like you can't do a test without your test book open in math, right? Yeah. And that you will inspire two potential careers from that one class. One person will be like, hey, you know, I'm already got a head start in, in anatomy. I already know like people's thing. I can be a chiropractor. I can be a doctor. I can do all the stuff mm-hmm. like pretty soon. I can take a couple years off of my education. And then uh, another avenue is like art my, my career which is being a character artist and say you know I, i'm drawing like i've been drawing these dragon ball z characters and now i can see how terrible i've been drawing them you know and now <laughs> i can become a better character artist and that should be encouraged right 
Um, and then you would have someone be like, you have to also draw, be able to draw mechanical things like cars and like trucks and engines, you know? Yeah. So that when you're an engineer, it's the same thing, same career path. And so then, and then, but also at the same time, Hey, now I can design like for, uh, industrial design or I can do stuff for product design. Overall, or, it's just education, just making absolutely. people better, which is amazing. That's what, and that's what we should be. That's the main topic in the conversation is just employing people to be powerful within their own right. You know? Yeah. Teaching people that that be, being an artist isn't this weird thing that yeah. won't make a real the career do. it's it's actually <laughs> just as important and imagine that kid who, to, who took that engineering class right mm. and that t- took that like thing and it was mandatory and he actually can draw a car engine and he can also play and compose a song right because that would also be mandatory you know music understanding rhythm and timing is actually pretty valuable as well oh yeah you know yeah. And and finding like that is like uh, as would be good for this person because now this person has gone into research for the hearing impaired and he knows frequencies and uh, wavelengths that much better, you know? Yeah. Cuz he he you know, it's like a science thing or he became a composer. He actually made songs that, that inspired know, people that inspired helped people. them fall like, in love with music or with their partner or whatever and made them have a better quality of life and stuff, yeah. Yes, yes. And yeah. And I think uh, I think this needs to happen sooner than later. Yeah, it's on and, its way for sure. Yeah, and and really teach people how to be, have options. And then people like you and I, when we take that art class, like when people say, "Man, I'm really good at math," we can say, "Man, I'm really good at art," and people would be like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. Like you're like that's a good career too," you know? Sure. And no one would be like, and it's like you would be treated as if you were a scholar as well. You know, there's something that comes along though with like being working on films and stuff. It's a bit, um, you know, people say there's, there's two common questions. I'm sure you get the same ones too. And it's always a common thing and say, Oh, you know, when you meet a stranger at a party or whatever, they say, Oh, what do you do? And I say, Oh, you know, I'm like, I create for a living. That's usually what I say. Cause it it, kind of got weird for a while. I was like, I was like, I like to draw. I don't know. Like, (laughs) but then, then my wife will be like, oh, he's being super humble. Like he, cause I don't really care to talk about that stuff, you know? And then if they pry, then I'll, yeah, I work on movies and stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, what movies? And I tell them, then there's this whole thing that comes along with it. I remember not having this level of being able to say that before I was working on films and and even in the industry. And I always wanted that. The irony of it is that I'm here and I'm like, well, you know, I'm quite, I'm quiet about it because I don't want to be like chauvinistic or weird, you know, because people get weird yeah. like that, you know, but there's an irony that comes to it. But that what I'm saying there is, is, um, at a certain level, there is like, you, you know, I'm at doctor level as far as like the celebrity at the party now, you know, like, Oh wow. Like this guy, he does, he works on movies and I yeah. really like that movie. And he helped like, and he helped encourage that feeling that I got when I was in the theater, you know? Yeah. Or whatever, you know, so there is some, but it's not necessarily nearly as, as, as big as it probably should be or needs to be. And how many times have you heard from people that, oh, I used to draw, you know, like every time I hear that, like I get sad because I'm like, man, why did you stop? You could have been amazing. You know, you never yeah. know. You, you never know what you could have unleashed inside the creative world if you had just kept sticking with it, kept going, you know? Yeah. Totally. Like I have people that are in my classes that are, are engineers and mm, so um, cool. programmers mm-hmm. that want to draw, and it's like That's awesome. It's like you said. It's kind of sad at the same time. Like they had to like really go like the long route, and it's not entirely their fault. 
you know, because education isn't evolved yet. You know, education hasn't caught up. Yeah. About to in October, people. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, and, you know, one of the things that I, uh, I'm really looking forward to is what we're putting together. But, but more importantly, like I'm seeing that there's a lot of other platforms or some of our good friends are starting their own schools, yeah. starting their own educational platforms. Great. And, you know, we, we just want to be a part of that and also like help people get started with their own careers. And, and find a real way for people to genuinely get education that they can trust, right? Yeah. And and here here's the thing too, man. Like here's one thing I just want to say is that like I I want to go beyond just like teaching people how to be professional. I I really do want to do this thing that I just said earlier, which is make it kind of like a law that art education is treated very well. You know, like Neil deGrasse Tyson's fight in the fight of science, right? Like a lot of people don't believe in the space program as much. Yeah. And he's just like, you gotta you got to put stuff in space, man. Yeah. Cause like same with Elon, Elon soon. Same thing. Yeah. Like it's, you got to have really powerful, prolific people doing that. Yeah. But it has, somebody has to pull the cord, you know, like, yeah, somebody has to turn their key first, you know? Yeah. And so, and, and these guys are great. This is why I like them. And this is why I want to live up to their standards. Yeah. Right. Um, but like for me, it's, 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 it's exactly that. Like, it's not just about like, Hey guys, you know, buy some tutorials or whatever. Like I have high, high hopes. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about it earlier today, this morning when we had a meeting, like I want to do like, cre- I've been doing creative juice. Yeah. I just came back from Brazil and yeah, tell us a little bit about that. And when I came back, like when I went to Brazil for creative juice, uh, it was awesome because the people that went, like the, well, my favorite part about the whole event was that people didn't realize there's so many people just like them yeah that they're that are their neighbors <laughs> like we showed up yeah. like a lot of people when they're messaging us they're like is this really happening like are, <laughs> is there a real creative juice <laughs> That's like awesome. are you guys really coming like we're like yes we're coming man we got your guys's money so i mean it'd be weird if we didn't yeah they're like okay uh all right great and then <laughs> we show up some guy comes up to me and he says he's shocked because there's like 70 people at this event that's like foreign hosted like we were hosting it we're foreigners right i had a inside man my buddy lucas the guy that inspired me to do gum runs yeah inside guy but like he did a lot of groundwork and i told people i was like the only the only reason why you guys like think that's not possible is like you guys haven't tried right yeah, yeah and you haven't looked around and i said look man like any one of you any one of you could have done what lucas did you know which mm. is you know, go take a class of mine, become my friend, uh, call me and say, I want to do an event in Brazil. And then I'd give him advice. And then he takes my advice and he runs with it. He comes back with numbers. I say, this is what we do with those numbers. This is how we make sure the event can happen. And we do it and we have the event and we fly out and we do all that fantastic stuff. Um, I was like, any one of you guys could have done the same exact thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I try to explain this to, to, to them and I said, look, we're living in much better times, you know? Yeah. And one of my goals, my goals is to get this art education off the ground, really get it off the ground. That's and, awesome. And creative juice, the goal with the creative juice is that like to show people that there is communities that can be built. There are people that are around. There are people that want to do this too. There are people like me and you who don't know, didn't have a, a true path. No one's been guiding them the right way. They've been just giving them false expectations and false education. And, and this is like, this doesn't work, man. Uh, if we're going to work together as human race, we got to like do, we got to get together on things, you and know, evolve the process and, 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 <laughs> and have, like you said, there's a key thing that you said here. That's really important is self-evaluation, self-reflection time for that. 
yeah. allowing for that and also being accepting of the idea that you don't know everything and you shouldn't know everything and that at the same time be open to the idea that you know there is a reality beyond your own expectations and to open that up but also another thing that you're saying about your friend was his name lucas in yeah. in brazil like being proactive you know um the best saint times in my life have always been when i've been proactive and completely open like always it's yeah. always been like you know my career started that way um meeting my wife meeting my best friends they've all come from the the acts of being completely open exposed honest and driven and that's usually what makes the best experiences you know and encouraging that within other people um employing them showing them the the fruits of their of that come from that you know exchange and it's really it's really powerful yeah and i think for me uh it's important that we start to demonstrate this. And so like right now, like creative juice, uh, my goal, my biggest goal, my biggest goal right now with creative juice is to have it go around the world and have it happen often too. Uh, I was saying to you guys earlier, like, uh, I wanted to have it like, like once or twice a month mm-hmm. every, uh, every year, you know, there's a creative juice somewhere around the world. I believe Ted talks do this, right? They have like events like every other week. It seems like, yeah, and have tremendous amounts of great speakers do these talks and just keep having them. Right. Yeah. And I think it's possible. Oh yeah. And to do that and, and build it for the art community and we don't have to have it as a large, large as scope, but we can have it like for those people who are creatively in mind, they have a place to go. And one of my biggest things that I love to do is eliminate excuses for people using logic, using examples. Um, but more importantly using, uh, by demonstration, Mm-hmm. And so like my bi- biggest way of doing this is be like, so you said there's no events anywhere in your, your country. Guess what? We're bringing it to you now. What's your excuse? You know, I remember like we, we brought it to Brazil, Curitiba, uh, um, and we brought it there and everyone's like, well, you should bring this on Paulo. You should bring this on Paulo. And I said, okay, maybe next year, you know? Um, and you know, people from Sao Paulo showed up. That's awesome. You know? And I was just like, well, what about the other people from San Paulo? Why didn't they show up? And it, it goes to like you're saying, like that effort, man. Like people will say like, well, bring it to me. Well, I'll bring it to you. Then will you go? And those same types of people might not even go even then. It's like, how come we had to like really make this event happen and make it good first for you to even consider it? And I understand this and this is why I do that. But my point is, is that like, you know, if we brought it to your country, like if if before you couldn't come to our creative juice because it's in America, you know I understand that. But now we brought it to your country. It literally is only a six hour drive um, from. So I, I drive to San Francisco all the time, you know. So I know that it's not that bad big of a deal, you know. Yeah. And and some people told me like oh, it was actually not that big. Like the flights were only a hundred dollars. The flight was like literally thirty minutes, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was only like a hundred hundred bucks, and uh, and all some people like said like, oh, I spent like well, like fifty dollars for like a bus ride to and back. Um, it, it was like six hour ride, but it's you know worth it. And I was like, yeah. So you know what? Like, we'll we'll just put it wherever we want to put it, okay? And if you don't go, that's fine, because uh, we we're catering to the people that are like we're we're trying to eliminate excuses, and at the same time, but at the same time, we can't like cater to every single person just because of your inconvenience. You know, there comes a point where like inconvenience becomes more on you rather than on us. Is you know like people like that's we're in a time and age Ash, where people can complain about stuff like that. Yeah, where like you know like a few decades ago where like something like, like events like this been happening in Brazil would have never happened. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. 
And so like people lose scope of that, you know, they get too privileged and they think that everything should come to them and it should be like awesome and easy. Yeah. Entitlement. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And for anyone that's like that, like stop doing that. Like, yeah, seriously, you're hindering yourself and those around you. Yeah. Just if you generally cannot do it, that's fine. You know, Yeah. but don't, don't be like demanding people bring it to you because I think you might have to consider maybe it's not just so much the, the, the events coming to you. It's also something that's within you as well that you need to adjust. I've ever had a really good argument with one of my students about this once. And, and like he was in that world where he was complaining about like his circumstances, circumstances, circumstances. Sure. There's always an excuse. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, look, man, like you're right. Your circumstances suck. So what are you going to do about it? You know? Yeah. Like, like I can't bring the jobs to you. I, I can't like, call a, a, a company and say give him a job I can't do any of that if you don't do anything <laughs> other than what you're doing right it's like if you all you do is draw 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 all day all day you'll get really good and have an opportunity via internet yeah, you know yeah and but it but at the same time you can expedite this like if you're in a hurry you can expedite this by traveling and meeting people and it's like, well I don't know if I can do that I can't afford it and I was like well then that that's not an option then apparently you know and then then why complain about something sure that is not even an option you know it's a waste of your time find options find but, options yeah but that's that's the way I think that's a really distinguishing uh, factor about how you live your life the decisions and choices that you make is because you're discovering those things and also kind of being aware you know like okay uh, move on from here move to this thing and focus on that and you know find solutions kind of being problem solving you know I think that's yes. that's that's bespoke to you as a person I think which is kind of unique as well so yeah and I think um I think it's okay to have excuses and have complaints and all that stuff. I think it's okay to have them. Uh, I, I think it's not okay if these complaints and excuses are what makes you unhappy yeah. and, you do, and you do nothing about it, right? Like you're allowed to like complain about stuff, but you don't, honestly, you don't care. You just like to do it because it's fun to con- complain, right? Yeah. That's harmless. But if you're complaining about stuff because like you're saying, well, look, man, like my life, this and that and this. And, and then you don't do anything about it. Yeah. And then you uh. keep complaining and you feel upset. I mean, there comes a point where I stop having pity for you yeah. and start to say, well, look, man, have you tried to save money? He's like, no. Have you tried to like take on a couple of jobs? He's like, no. Have you tried to do this? Have you tried to do that? No, I haven't tried anything. All I've been doing is complaining. Yeah. And say, well, all my look. energy. It's almost like you've done it, but you haven't done it because that's how much energy it takes to complain too. Yeah, and, and the, the the problem or the, the, the problem with complaining and uh, all that stuff is that it works. So if yeah. you really <laughs> if you really believe this about yourself, you know, um, then it's true. Like you'll you'll go you'll go to your you know you'll you'll go to your desk and believe all of these things and that's the reality that your brain sees and your reality your 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 brain will live in that reality box your life into just yeah. a piece of shit life existence yeah so rather than do that why not think of it like this like oh my gosh i have a hard time you know like you know like i have a hard time getting my work out there so what can i do to get my work out there better yeah okay i've tried this uh it hasn't worked but is that because it's my work's not good enough or is it because i'm not posting constantly let me look at all the variables that are going with this and let me look at other examples of what other people have done do you let think people aren't just reaching far enough into their own reality they, they look they only go like knee deep until they like 
come like get back out of the water. Maybe the, right? their knee the deep is, is, is our ankle deep, and you know, like their head deep is like we continue. We continue. I guess it's yeah. like the oysters are always deepest. You know, like in the ocean, yes. you gotta get, you gotta dive deeper. And the person that's willing to go deeper, I often hear that from um, prolific people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example. He would always say that the harder I push, the better I feel because or Lance Armstrong would say the same thing. Like the when he gets completely fatigued. He's the one that likes the suffering, the pain the most because he knows this is uncharted territory. He's encountering it in himself and he knows that none of his competitors will go this deep, you know? Yeah, a great, it, yeah, a great analogy that I've been using is imagine like you're a gold miner, right? And if going to the gold mine, you just grab, like walk up to the wall and just chip away and say, oh, damn, some gold, sick. You know, that's I think what people are hoping for. They go into this cave, it says gold mine. They're like, yes, I'm in the gold mine. And then they start picking away and there's no gold. Yeah. And they say, well, I guess there's no gold here. But like I could say, it's no, right there, there's gold. There, in, like yeah, there's gold. Away. In there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's definitely gold here. You just got to keep going. They're like, all right. And then they go for like a day. No gold still. And I'm like, oh, I don't think there's gold here. It's like, no, there's there's definitely gold. I promise. And they keep chipping away and chipping away. And like a year goes by and they still don't find any gold. And they're just like. I don't believe you, man. And I'm like, I promise there's gold here. You just got to keep chipping away. And eventually, you know, let's say two years, three years, they chip away. And guess what? They find the gold. And this gold is not just like, you know, a, a little bit of it. It's like it makes them it, all that work, all that two years of digging and mining um, gave them justification. You know, yeah. like all that work eventually now is like, oh, like now all the stuff that I dig for is now will pay for my next three years of more digging, you know, but now for different minerals, maybe, you know, for platinum, you know, and, and I think that's a, like, that's the way that I think about it. Right. It's about picking away, chipping away, um, at the gold or, or another way of thinking of like a long, like mile long staircase, you know, it's like every step is like getting you closer to the top, you know? And then when you get to the top, you get to you've accomplished your your goal, but then you look there's another staircase and it's three miles away. So for me, you know? listening to that, analyzing that, let's use that gold mine an analogy. So if we break it down, I think what you're saying here is that you, as a teacher or a person that's aware of how far you need to go, encouraging that person, saying like, no, there's definitely gold there. So and then the other part is a person understanding and trusting. You know, but also at the end, at the same time, having a very clear goal in mind. I want gold. This is my desire in life. I must obtain this thing. So there's yeah. all these, these, these are really important keys as far as the ingredients towards like being successful or, or heightening your ability to be beyond the self that you were yesterday, for example. But getting yeah. past that, I think these are really key things. Having your intentions, knowing what you want, then also having somebody that encourages you. I'm reading this book called, um, The Compound Effect. I shared it with everybody yeah. the other day. It's pretty awesome. Mache got me onto it. And um, every week, Mache and I are calling one another. And it's like we call them, the, we call each other the accountabilities buddies, basically, or whatever. Like, basically, um, and you should join us if you want to, but we kind of call one another and just quickly, like, give each other 30 minutes to talk about what we're doing, what we're trying to do. And then, you know, call each other out on their shit. You know, if you didn't do something like making you accountable for what you're saying you're going to do, but at the same time encouraging and also saying like, oh, I learned this last week. This really helped me try this or read this book or check this out. And by doing that, it's almost like the person that's on the other side of the wall saying, oh, there's gold down there. I know there is because I was just there. You have to find it yourself. 
yourself though, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing though. When you have that, you need the support oftentimes too. You get so close, you're a foot away from the, from the gold and you've gone a hundred feet and you're like, fuck, I can't go anymore. But there's somebody back there saying it's right there. I know it is. You can get it. Yeah. Fucking do it. You know, that helps. It helps. I agree. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. And I think that's like the biggest point I would try to take away from all this to anyone who's listening. Yeah. Like just just working hard is plenty enough, man. Like it really is like because working hard means you're doing all these things. With intention though, I think is important though. Yeah, you're working hard and you're you're getting your looking into the things you need to do to improve. You're looking at things you're weak at. You're looking at what you can do to promote yourself. You're working hard, you know? Yeah. I think that's really important. Um, if you don't feel like people know, don't know who you are, then you're maybe not working hard enough on that. Yeah. Right? So try a little bit harder. Um, if you don't think your work is good enough, then maybe you're not working hard enough on that, you know? And so try a little bit harder. You know, like I find that whenever I'm teaching my students that half the time I'm revealing to them that they're not working as hard as they think they are or they're getting distracted as, as easily uh, or more easily than they think they are. You know, I find that that's what I end up doing most of my time as an instructor is showing people how much they are not doing what they think they are doing. Yeah. You know, like just, just, just like, cause everyone says they're working hard. I have a problem. So I'm working hard. And I'm like, okay, tell me what you did. And that's when they start to kind of like, well, I kind of did that. And they're like, all right, it's okay. It's sure, okay. Sure. They dug in the wrong this. hole. They used a, yeah, yeah. they used a fork instead of a hammer or like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they it's didn't okay. use the right tools. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. And, and, or because it got difficult, they, they went to their, the bad habits of doing things that are distracting. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. Okay. So let's talk about what we can do to alleviate this problem yep. in the future, right? And and that's what I try to do. I try to get people to recognize what they could have done differently, you know? Yes. And I, I tell them exactly what to do, you know, in a lot of cases. And I said, just do this, and I promise you'll come out all right. And, and sure enough, that's what happens. And I, I think it's mostly because, like I said, they just aren't paying attention or they're just not working hard as they think they are. They have the time, but they're using it badly. You know, they don't have the time. And so, uh, or they not sorry. They're like really busy. And so they don't think they have time. Yeah. The that's reality, an illusion though. But the reality is there is time. Yes. There's you don't, time for the right things. Yeah. You don't need a lot of time, but you definitely need some time. You do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, I think it's important to understand that too. Like, you don't, if you don't have a hundred hours in a week to work on the thing, that's fine. You don't need a hundred hours. I believe you need about 15 to 20 hours a week to make some real aggressive growth. You know, um, anything below that, like you still would grow. You know, I think if you're only spending about an hour or two hours of your time in, in a week, then that's not enough, right. To compound you. But like in the growth that you're looking to do, like I know a lot of people want to grow exponentially. So if you're only spending like, you know, um, like 30 minutes, you know, uh, a day, you're not going to grow quickly, you know? Yeah. But if you spend like dozens of hours, you know, or spend more than 
in half an hour, if you get a good like running start and spend like a good two, three hours a day, you can make some substantial growth in whatever it is that you're trying to grow in. And people think that you need tons and tons of hours. Like, no, it's as long as you have that time and you keep it focused and you don't get distracted, not even a little bit, um, you'll find that you can grow quite quickly. And I think, I think that's something that, again, it's not common knowledge, right? And, and I, I, I'm trying to get people to know that it's, this is true, man. Like, trust me, you yeah. know? And, and I think a lot of the times whenever I'm teaching, I'm just demonstrating this. This yeah. is all I'm ever demonstrating. And that's why you I do a really teaching. great job at it too. It's very encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, like a lot of my students for, for instance, like the hardest thing that they deal with is they've been taught how to study wrong. Yeah. Right. And uh, I had to teach them how to study. Right. You know, sure. And that's, that sometimes it becomes a real deal. And, that, be, and that, that becomes kind of tricky too. I imagine I'm sure somebody that might be a pessimist or, you know, not, yeah. not a believer in exactly what you do as a professional and going like, well, who, what makes you think you're right too? How do you ward off people like that? Do you even acknowledge oh, that or no logic? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> a little I bit. And oh, yeah, AJ's yeah. logic or proper like humanity, no, logic. everybody agreed upon logic, Just logic, logic, yeah. <laughs> like logic, like, um, that's that's how you get people to not argue with you is use facts. For instance, this is what I would say. Like, if I were to ask you if you were to do ten thousand drawings of let's say a spider. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of spider drawings. It's a lot of spider drawings. Would you agree that after ten thousand spider drawings that you'd be okay at drawing spiders? And people are like, no, I'd be better than okay. I'd be pretty good. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. You'd be pretty amazing. No, not not hopefully. It's a fact. <laughs> It's yeah, a fact. Repetition then. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't we don't need to we don't need to speculate on hopefully. Even if you weren't studying correctly or you weren't paying attention, yeah. just the sheer fact that you drew ten thousand spiders, you know, from like reference, hopefully, right? From some sort of imagery or whatever. Yeah, so that's you part made of your ingredient own. we gotta put in there though. You know, yeah. your intention I think is really important. Because you but mentioned you mentioned working hard, I totally agree. And that's a big concept yeah. that's expressed in the compound effect. I agree. He says he basically is the tortoise and the hare. He's the tortoise, obviously. He will outwork everybody if he really wants it, he can put him, his mind to it. But I think a real key factor is your intention because if you don't have a clear intention, then let's say like a trajectory, right? If you don't have your degree of angle as far as where you're trying to intend to be if you're off just slightly you're going to go off into some ether and you're going to blame everybody because you didn't end up where you're supposed to be i think your intention every day being reminded and recalibrating with personal reflection really helps right wouldn't you say so you're so you're sorry you're talking about logic but but i but i I still think that even if your intent isn't there Mm -hmm. you know like if you had no sense of direction you still would become good at drawing spiders. Yeah. Right. Because there would become a point where you, you'd like almost have to look at spider images. Right. Yeah. You know, you would have to like, and, and you just naturally would have to do it. Right. And even if your intent wasn't to be good at drawing spiders, you just will get at drawing spiders. Just like if I were to ask you something like if I were to throw like if we were to go outside and we were to throw um, like, you know, a football at each other while running, every day um you know for four or five hours for like a year would we be really good at throwing the football at each other yes right it's not even like a a question of well maybe or hopefully (laughs) no it's just a fact it's a fact um we as humans are really really good at you know recognizing patterns 
And we're so good at it, we put patterns into our subconscious. And what I mean by this is that we put patterns into our subconscious to the point where we don't even know walking, why and how. Eating, yeah, breathing. Yeah, like walking, eating, breathing, yeah. talking. We don't even know Sexing. how and why <laughs> yeah, to even explain it to one another. Because yeah. it's so ingrained in our system. Like we can look at anybody and know that they're human and they have a face, that they're a woman or they're a male, they're black, they're white, you know, that they're tall or short, all this stuff. We can recognize that uh, in an instant. Yeah. But to draw it, it's all of a sudden you can't do it, right? Yeah. So you ask yourself, well, why can't I do it? Why can't I draw a person? And it's because of this thing called the illusion of knowledge, right? Because our brains are so good at practicing and, and acknowledging things that it eventually will say, okay, backlog all this stuff into the subconscious. We're good here. Now this person can draw spiders. Like, but, but how do we draw a spider, boss? Don't worry about it. Yeah. We got it. We figured it out. He's good to go. I've met artists like this who I was like, you should be a teacher. You're freaking amazing. And they're like, I can't teach, man. I've been drawing since I was a kid. And every time I try to explain like how I draw things, it's just like, yeah, I put this line here and it's kind of like, it looks cool. That's why I do it. <laughs> and it's like, sure. well, how could this person draw so good? It's because they, they're, they're beyond like recognizing why and how they're maybe good. Yeah. Recognizing their brilliance. Yeah. Yeah. They just are. And that's where a lot of this thing came from. This whole idea of talent and this magical ability of being a good artist. Sure. Have to yeah. Have it. yeah. I think that's where the illusion came from. It's because a big illusion. Of, yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of these people like they can't really explain, explain it. it. Yeah. And so people are like, Oh, it's magic. Cause you can't explain yeah. it. Yeah. Because you can't explain it. We have to make up a word for this. this yeah. Lack of explanation, you know, and scientists and science doesn't work that way. No. So I like to pay attention to science and patterns. Sure. Cause if you do that, you can stay consistent and if you can stay consistent you can you can do things and what's well, a frame uh, of reference right of logic yeah which helps you know and, yeah i like to use logic a lot man and um and not more than just logic too i just like to use lots of examples lots and lots of examples you spend and, a lot more time outside of the realm of art obviously and you're looking and pulling things from the actual plausible world which is probably why you like neil tyson for example because he, he, he takes very complex things just as carl sagan would and explains it to the layman, but that also stimulates thought within the you know popular culture. It's really beautiful and amazing to see like science be so kind of socially acceptable and um, endorsed and encouraged. You know, I love that. It's just the yeah. coolest. It's the coolest shit because that's what our society should be. I think personally, it should be reflecting on. It's like you know, let's let's elevate this instead of like looking at Kardashian buttholes. Like let's look at like Neil Tyson talk about interstellar plausibilities of multiverse. You know, like how cool is that? You know, so yeah, uh, that's really cool. But we can still look at Kardashian buttholes. Well, let's say fifteen <laughs> minutes a day for Kardashian butthole, not an hour and a half show on it. So <laughs> okay, I agree with that. <laughs> as long as you get your Kardashian butthole, buttholes share in the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pornographic imagery is always still awesome. Yeah, I'm, don't yeah, get me okay. wrong. Okay, <laughs> but but it, but if all your life is potentially, you, you might have to understand that you might not be contributing a lot to the world if that's all you do. Yeah, I agree with that. Sure. That if all you're doing is uh, you're not contributing back to the humanity, if all you're doing is uh, that can't feel good either. You know, like it's like it's like eating fast food. You gotta yeah, sure. you gotta feed your body right. You know, you gotta feed your mind right. And I and I think you gotta encourage yourself to educate yourself and empower yourself and feed yourself good information um if you don't it's like you know in 
in, 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 in bad, out bad, basically, you know, like it has yeah. to be, you know, like I know for, for a fact too, like you're very much into physical activities and stuff and you understand the power just like I do of yeah. stimulating your, not only your mind, but also your body. Is there some things is like when I visited your studio, you have some rad like workout gear, like right in your studio, um, which is possibly always reminding you like, Hey, take a break, go do some chin ups, like stretch a little bit. Um, is that something yeah. is that that's obviously an intentional thing. And what's your daily routine with that? Do you have a time limit that you do these things at? And well, like recently I've been super busy and I haven't been sleeping. So I actually haven't worked out in uh, like a week or so, oh, a week no. and a half. Yeah. But, but it's like you said though, but eventually like I can just look around my office and see that I need to do it. Yeah. It's and, right there for you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you surround yourself with things that you need, that you should be doing. Uh, you kind of end up doing them regardless. Sure. And so for me, like my routine has become very like, uh, I'm not, I'm not in an, like all in or anything. I'm just like, I try to stay committed and do it every once in a while. And I find that I, that as long as I do that, um, I always stay pretty well in shape. Mm. And I think it's important again to understand, you know, you don't have to be a professional athlete at the end of like your workouts. Like you don't have to do that. You just, you just just gotta, you just gotta work out. You just gotta do something. And I think that's important. And that's what I do. And I, I try to do it as often as I can. And, but every once in a while, like I said, like uh, I'll go on hiatus because, for instance, I work a lot. And so I'm, one of the goals that I'm trying to do recently is to just work less. Right? Yeah. Because I'm working crazy hard. Like the more successful you become, the more, the harder you have to work, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and it is. It's like a, it's exponential growth. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm trying to get the whole work smarter, not harder thing. Yeah. Uh, and, with that, it's like it's it's again hard to get to that point. You know, it's not not everybody can just like you know struck it lucky and get like a really good thing. Sometimes it just takes a lot of hard work and dedication. Yes, like I, like I've been pitching clarity. Uh, yeah, and then and then just eventually getting to that point where you can do it. You know. Yes. And, and get back to the things you actually do care about doing. Yes, yes, and and whatever those things are too, you should always be conscious of them. I think that's really important. One question I keep asking people, and I love asking it. I'm curious to see what you'd say if you had a week left on your in your life, um, as of say right after this podcast. Um, what would you be doing? Uh, probably just hanging out with my family all day. Kids. Yeah, for the whole week, nothing else, no drawing, yeah, no, no painting, yeah, nothing else. Yeah, just probably just, just family and friends. Yep. So that's it. So that's. So that is you wouldn't play video games or anything like that. <laughs> well, no. maybe with the maybe with the family. Yeah, but it's a but so so that tells me that to you, family is the most important thing. Yeah, but it, work distracts absolutely. you from family, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I'm to trying to work less. Because, like, for instance, I, me and my wife went to Brazil together. We had That's a good awesome. time. And she was talking about how nice it was to just hang out, like just her and I. Yeah. No and kids. I, said, I agree. <laughs> like, ah. No, even with the kids, a little bit nice. Yeah, uh, true. But the true. idea was that we were just together all the time, um, and I, I, I want that more than anything, more than not. But you know, like to live where I live and to have the life that they have, I have to do. Like it, it has gotten to the point where I work hard not for myself anymore, but for them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, what I, I, that's I, I can care less that's what the about. Father should be doing though. Yeah, I can care less about becoming the greatest artist ever. I I only care about like being a great father, right? That's all I care about, like being a good father and a good friend and a good husband, right? That's cool. It's literally the only things I care about, and and all I do is 
to t- maintain that, you know, and try to maintain that um, as best I can. Yeah. Because I've discovered, like, I've had mild success. I have had uh, tremendous success. I've had, you know, um, I have all kinds of degrees of success. And the most important thing I've learned from all this is that uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, like, all the success and stuff, like, it, to me, it personally, um, it, it, it matters to me because I wanted something and I got it. Yeah, right? yeah. You've but, obtained but, it. Yeah. But once I got it, uh, I didn't feel any better than, uh, I actually felt better when I was trying to get it. Yeah, day after Christmas feel. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so for me, like, outside of family, I just like to do stuff, right? And more importantly, like, I prefer, like, teaching and inspiring people outside of, you know, outside of just drawing for myself. This type of stuff is fun for me, you yeah. know, and, and very rewarding to see other young people and try to give them as good advice as I can. And I tell them, you know, like the same stuff, like, you know, pay attention to what you actually care about, you know? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you, you will, like I say, because one day you will get that job that you wanted and it's, it's going to be a curse. You know, you're going to get that job and you're not going to be any happier. And it's funny because I had some people at the talks and they're like, dude, like absolutely true. Yeah. 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 It's very true. Yeah. You got to be cautious of what what you want and and be, be aware of the responsibility that comes with it. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know that Key and Peele bit? We caught the, the Drax Dens Clowns. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it's like my favorite thing right now. Responsa diligence. <laughs> yeah, but it's true though. It's absolutely true. And and with great responsibility comes the great weight of having to to take on that, you know, and 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 do that, you know. So maybe we can segue really quickly because I know we got to jump away here. I definitely want to encourage everybody to check out your book if they haven't supported your Kickstarter. They should, definitely should. It's Heaven's Hell. It's at um Design Studio Press website. You can check that out as well. I don't know if you have other links, but we can we'll have those as well in the show notes as always. Yeah, it should be interesting. So. You can get it on Amazon too, Heaven's Hell. There you Heaven go. Heaven apostrophe S Hell. Yeah, you can get it there too. Totally affordable book too. Like yeah, it was like twenty five bucks or something, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty cheap. Yeah, I didn't want it to be expensive. I'm all about inexpensive. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great though. It's it's rad. Like it's out there. Um, congratulations! I know it was a lot of trials and tribulations doing this. Also having, you know, you had. I think you've had two kids since the book. So I, I don't know. Maybe you just had. No, I had a baby while I went into the book. Right, and, there, yeah, and I got. I just got married, and then I had a baby during. The, the making of the book yeah yeah so two children have ent- entered the world and you have that's all these other things right. that itself is an accomplishment and a, you know if you think about back in the you know the very old age that was the accomplishment of life you go you fend you feed and you make you procreate that's it that's your yeah. life that's your that's your life's duty here on earth <laughs> and you're doing that alongside all these other accomplishments and tasks and goals and stuff so it's you know it's very very uh powerful stuff you know if you think about it i think it's pretty pretty awesome personally and especially watching it too it's very encouraging you know your excitement to draw your comic just reminds me like oh i really need to get back and finish this lost boy thing on top of all these other things i got to make sure i make time for it cuz you are doing it too as well you know yeah yeah and i'm spending too much time i'm just like enough time um yeah just the right amount of time you know 
don't burn yeah. yourself out. And like, I don't know if you've read the compound effect, but I'm, I keep talking about it cause it's right in my mind still. And I'm practicing it and it seems to be working yeah. out good, but it, the whole idea isn't to like overdo it. Spend 30 minutes, just spend 30 minutes a day, just repetition, make it a conscious effort of repetition routine, 30 minutes, trying that one thing, 15 minutes doing that one thing. Um, eventually it, maybe you can even spend an hour if you can, you know, but don't overdo it. Cause that's, that's always like a, the thing that I do too. I'm like, I'm gonna learn to draw. Fuck it. Yeah. Five hours a day, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then before I know it, everything else is destroying it. Then I hate it, you know, cause you know, my yeah. wife's like, where the hell are you? And, and, and my jobs are like, where's that work? And I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. drawing, you know, get away yeah, from me. Yeah. And it becomes this horrible experience, you know, rather than something that's like a lot of fun and an encouraging experience, you know? Um, but do you want to talk briefly about L2 at all, or do you want to save yeah. that for another time? So, um, you and I and, uh, Mache and we're bringing on some other artists are starting a, uh, online platform yeah. uh, where we're going to be educating people. Uh, I'm not sure how much we can talk about it. Uh, but cause we, we were trying to like kind of stage it, it out. Yeah. Stage it yeah. out. But, but the most important though. thing, yeah, special thing. Yeah. The one, most important thing that we're trying to do is make courses online, um, and make it affordable and make it uh, available, but also making you and Miche and some big leaders in the industry mentors, but also because like a lot of people are becoming mentors and doing that thing, but they're discovering it's a lot of work like I did. And yeah. so we're trying to build a platform where people can become mentors on our platform, make a really decent cut, you know, and all we would do is just manage the platform and the costs of that. Right. Yes. And so all they have to do is just build the courses, uh, teach the students and that's it. And, and it's our opportunity to kind of build an, uh, a place for people that want to be good teachers and make a lot of money um, that they can do it there. Right. Yes. And yeah. one of our biggest goals, uh, Mitch and I were talking about is also making a lot of very, very, very free <laughs> like tutorials yeah. uh, that are just the bare minimums of things, you know? So that way you don't have to necessarily buy videos anymore on even just the most basic stuff. But the biggest goal of all of this, the biggest goal of like us doing learn, like learn squared is for us to demonstrate, you know, three passages of learning, you know? Yes. And, yeah, and that's very important. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people don't have, talk about the third one. Like I said, like, I'm not sure how much we can use the Rocky it. one. I think the Rocky analogy is perfect. The way okay. you explain it. Cause I think that's a great analogy actually. So, so here's, here's, this is what it's like. So basically, you know, we have, we go online, you see a lot of people talking about like, um, you know, like you see the movie Rocky and you see him going through his struggles and everybody talks about that. Right. And the ghost of the struggles and his life sucks and everybody sucks and everyone treats him like dirt and he's not a really good boxer. And then he gets this opportunity to prove himself. And, you know, this is where I think a lot of people understand, like they understand the trials and tribulations. And then you have the two minute montage of him training and then you go into the final act of the movie where he fights Apollo Creed and he doesn't lose. He and he knocks him down actually once, which is really impressive. And then the end credits roll and it's like right. But but the but the point I want to get to is that that two minute montage I kind of glazed over that just like the movie does. Like the movie just like a five two to five minute montage of him training. And I think people don't realize, but that's actually the most important thing to recognize because in that two hours of that film. We have about an hour and a half, um, like hour and a half, an hour, 45 minutes devoted to just telling a story and him winning the battle. 
but like that five minute montage is where it really counts because that five minute like the the whole movie takes place like the the hour and a half is like maybe a week's long worth of time you know especially in the first act first and second act it's like probably like a within a week yeah weeks worth of time or more like maybe like a month but that two minute montage is like over a six month span yep and that's where all the hard work that actually equated to him actually yeah. winning is it lives right there. Well, he doesn't win in Rocky One. He, well, he it's wins true, in Rocky it's true. Two. Yeah, it's true. But, but like, he, but he kind of does, though. You know, he so. wins by not going down. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. He wins in Rocky Two though by knocking him out. Damn right is, he does. So he had to take two. <laughs> see, no, no one talks about that either. It took two movies for him to actually become, which is what makes that champion. movie brilliant. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, and that's why I love Rocky. Me too. And, yeah. And. Uh, another analogy I'll do is like the magic trick one where it's like you see someone do a magic trick. That's like seeing a great piece of artwork or a great piece of uh, tech or something that you don't understand, but you're inspired by it. You know, when you see a magic trick, that's what it just seems like magic. Yes. Oh, the, ta- the talent. You're so talented. Makes you and, curious, wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second, the second tier to that would be the, okay, now let me teach you how to do the metric trick. And I can show you how the metric trick's done and I can show you every step of the trick, you know? Yeah. And I can show you why it's a great illusion and, and, and it, you see that it takes a lot of sleight of hand and a lot of good practice, right? Yep. And so then the third step of this equation, you know, like, or this, the, the, I'm sorry, the, the, the connection to this to art would be like uh, the art tutorials, online classes, the things that we're doing, right? Like we're trying to do that too, you know, we're, we're showing you from great work that we all have done and that's the magic trick. And then we show the the tutorials and the instructions, the courses on how we do it. Yeah. But the third part is what we really want to show you, uh, which is basically having you show the journey, the Rocky moment, because I can show you the, the magic trick I can show you the magic trick and you can be amazed by its illusion. And I can show you how the magic trick is done. And now you know all those steps to do it. But there's that third thing that no one really talks about and really helps try to explain what I have been doing in the last year really well, which is doing what I just said, teaching people how to keep painting. You yeah, know? I love that line that you use for your school. I yeah, think it's yeah. very applicable to this idea. So yeah. You and, don't just teach and, people how to paint, but you teach them how to keep painting, which is very important. Yes, yeah. Because that's, that's what gets you good. That's why my students get really good. It's yeah. because they keep painting. And what we've done with Learn Squared, that's where the squared comes from, is that we are having people like us learn from each other. And we're showing every step of that along the way. Yeah. Right? We're showing every Trials step and tribulations. of other people being really bad at art. At, or, I'm sorry, really bad at that discipline. Like, for instance, I'm going to be learning 3D. Right? I'm not very good at it. But someone that's the best at it is going to be teaching me and vice versa, I'm going to be teaching him something that he's not good at, painting, but demonstrating the good habits that we have had, you know, yep. and showing that, hey, we're just like you guys, but we're getting the work done and we're like doing the homework and we're following along and we're doing everything. And we're also in class with you, you know, uh, and spelling the myth yeah, and, and sh- talking about what we've reflected and showing like our own struggles because eventually if we keep this going, right, learn squared, like in a while we will become experts at the things that we were students at and we could have all that documented, right? That'd be awesome. Yes. That's the goal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then like I said, one thing I love to do is learn new things and all of us do like Che does, you do, Um, all of the instructors that we're going to get on are going to be that same kind of personality. And so that they can learn new things and then they can teach their own courses that are a little bit segue versions, you know, maybe intermediate versions of the classes that were made by those professionals, Yeah, you know? And so 
like the goal is to kind of have people see that the three tiers of learning, you know, you, you see it, you see the trick, uh, you see how it's done, and then you follow the journey, right, amongst like another professional. And that's our, one of our biggest goals with Learn Squared is to really teach people how to not just only like um, learn from the best, but learn how to learn, right? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, they, they think they're doing it wrong. So if you see someone else doing it wrong or doing it right or whatever, sure. you can follow their example and be like, oh, well, I'm going to stop doing that because, you know, Ash said that he tried this and it was terrible and it, he felt really discouraged. So he decided to do something differently. Sure. Maybe I should do that too because I was having the same experience, you know? Save you yourself the that. drama. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have that a lot. You know, sometimes people don't have that inner dialogue. And so we were trying to give all of that out to people so that they can have everything they need. Yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate dude, it. Love you, bro, man. Love it's you too, buddy. Yeah, always, always a great time. time. I'm really stoked for you um, on everything that you're doing, the success that you've had with your book and everything that's coming out. Like, I can't Thanks wait. So much, man. I really appreciate you, you know, being in my life and it's just been really awesome being able to learn and grow with you and see everything that you're doing. And thanks for having me along with all those things. And, um, yeah, it's just that the world needs more people like yourself and let's keep encouraging that. So yeah, thank you again for coming on the show, man. Thank you, dude. And that does it for this week's episode. Big thank yous to Anthony Jones for coming on and sharing his time with us this week. You can find links to AJ's amazing work in all the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectedpodcast.com slash 119, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. So have an amazing day, everybody. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out.